Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of the TBA show with your host who does the most DJ Stones and with me here I is was hoping you'd say like DJ Toast because it rhymes in most but it's fine I'm sorry. I guess we'll try that on our other show the yeah. cookie the toast show the, to- the cookie <laughs> the show. everything toast show <laughs> that actually sounds like a cool show name <laughs> just toast everything, just every toast everything. <laughs> today we'll be testing out what happens if you toast an iPhone yeah, we're toasting curtains at my house. <laughs> Later on that night, is this the fire? T- I think t- that, <laughs> to say, that would be a very lit show. Yeah. <laughs> we're close. really on fire with that one. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, you are listening to the TBA show. And that was by far our most normal intro. Uh, I guess, I guess. Yeah. But you're listening to the TBA show with the host who does the most, even when he's making toast. See what I did there? The one, the only... Doctor DJ Stones forgot my name for a moment. <laughs> I was bad. And from me, the guy who did not forget his name, the DJ who does the mostest with the toastest <laughs> while, ta- while toasting the iPhone <laughs> and his house. It's me, the simp master himself. Oh my word, it might just shock me. But anyway, the simp master himself, DJ Sim. Yeah, and you're listening to the TBA show, and boy, do we have something in store for them. Yeah, yo, what are you vibing to? I don't know, it's hot. It's like really really hot. I don't know about the rest of the world, but it's really hot in here. (laughs) Yes, we have a jam-packed show, and if you click, you saw it. What happened to IBM? Yeah. But before we find out, what are we going to do? We're going to find out what these IBM musics is going to be all about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, These hot tunes, because they toasting right now yeah we could say it's lit up <laughs> enjoy rich urban yeah i'm sorry for your loss but it ain't game over it could always be some bad times yeah just know that god is always watching and i'm praying for you keep waiting on god's time man this is it this is god's moment this is it this is god's moment this is it this is god's moment this is it this is it this is god's moment stress on my mom and my mind going i need some relief i need some more closure i leave when i kill this i need something stronger it's a product get better when i give it over no you tired of running you need some new shoes oh you so powerful man you need a new crew i know it's painful but you was born for winning the sun is risen it's organic you just have to live in it now winning yeah i'm popping but not popular i'm popping the pins i know my god is greater than whatever that you live in if it's stress if it's death or maybe wealth and preaching prosperity but i know my god is the best i'm praying that you hear me i know my god is the one who saves he put your name on the page he knows your name you feel calling his name jesus is the one who saves yeah yeah i'm sorry for your loss but it ain't game over it could always be some bad times yeah just know that god is always watching and i'm praying for you keep waiting 
is it. This is God's moment. His word on my mind and my mind flowing. I needed something new, so I got closer. Now the sun on me, I became solar. He reflect on me, now I shine bright and tired of running. I got some new shoes. Now I'm winning, man. I got a new crew. It was painful, but I was born for winning. The sun has risen. It's organic. I didn't have to live in it. I could remember all the time that I didn't have nothing. Now I'm saved by his grace. Now I'm mastered. I could have lost my mind. Could have happened any time. But the spirit came inside. Now I'm at shining. I'm praying that you hear me. I know my God is the one who saves. He put your name with a page. He knows your name. You feel that way that's calling his name. Jesus is the one who saves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss, but it ain't game over. It could always be some bad times, yeah. Just know that God is always watching, and I'm praying for you. Keep waiting on God's time, man. This is it. This is God's moment. This is it. This is God's moment. This is it. This is God's moment. This is it. This is it. This is God's moment. some nice tunes yeah. you are tuning in to the tva show yeah talking about tuning in last week we spoke about how facebook was being tuned by a former employee their product manager i think you need to explain what tuned is for our listeners not oh. everyone is you know in tune as you are <laughs> when somebody's being tuned it's a it's a term for you know they're being told off or they're being told so basically the um the pro- the old product manager of facebook came out as a whistleblower mm-hmm. speaking about how facebook has been you know looking at profits over privacy not privacy over like protection you know yeah misinformation over misinformation as well as you know how how the specific things that they could prevent with things with their platforms like Instagram and, and Facebook that they don't because it brings in you know viewership like you know there's a, a study that showed that people actually feel bad about themselves after going through Instagram yeah you know and like things like that could be prevented but then there is no factor that drives people back in to Instagram if that's removed and now she came out and she blew the whistle on this whole thing and now she's like obviously getting press everywhere you know i want to throw a, a spanner in the works here right and i want to 
I want to say, what if she's a fake whistleblower? Mm-hmm. Or what if this is a, you know, a part of a, a stunt to get more censorship done? By who and for what? It could be Congress. It could be Facebook. Like, I want to look at this from a different light now, you know? So, you know, it's the TBA show. We <laughs> challenge things. The Tech Business and Conspiracy Podcast. Because <laughs> none of the things she said is technically new. Yeah. We've all kind of known it, you know? Yeah. We've all, like, even when you were speaking last week, it wasn't shocking when you find out that these things are set up in a way that um, Mark Zuckerberg cannot be found liable or, be you know, be criminally charged for any of the things that come out of Facebook. Yeah. It's nothing new. But the media that comes around it is what's now interesting because it's being made this huge thing, you know? Like, oh my word, this has never been seen before. You know, she's going on talk show after talk show and people are, are blown away like, wow, Instagram actually does that? Yeah. But they're like, no, but there's been like four or five whistleblowers before that say the exact same thing. Why why, why aren't they on? Why aren't they getting a 60 minutes? Mm. Why aren't they going on CNN? You know, they, they testified. You know, there was the one guy who testified in Congress, um, 20, I think 2020, 2019. Testified in front of Congress. You know, the, he, he's, he, what he said in Congress is still being used today. Mm. He never got those big shows. How come she's getting, you know, all the limelight? You know, it's a, it's a question. And I wanted to get your view on it. For me, I think it's just, um, how do I look at it? I never want to be, I've always been, I've always tried to shy away from conspiracies. And for me, this is very much a conspiracy that we're discussing because I'm Mm -hmm. just like, ah. It's just conceptual things that we're thinking about and trying to find holes where Mm -hmm. maybe they aren't, maybe they are, but I'd rather base these things on fact. But let's say that is the case. For me, I'm just like, what's the overall impact of doing this? The overall impact on doing something like this allows... Because you even spoke about this. What's the end goal for a government? More control. Yeah, total control. As much control as possible. Where's a a platform like Facebook, like Instagram, allows for freedom of speech at a mass level? I can post something and gather a lot of attention, you know? Um, A big mobilizing tool for the the capital march in, in America was Facebook. You know, so you if you can crack down on these social medias, you look at China, you can't just post whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it's under what? Public security. Yep. We need to protect people. You know, and I, I, I'm seeing a point of view like that because out of something like this, what will happen? They will crack down. Yeah, yeah. There'll be more censorship. There will be more censorship. And the problem here is it's not going to be in a way that it's not going to be like, okay, this is the problem. Let's tackle it. It will be, no, we need censorship. Facebook is not still operate the way. Instagram is still going to do what Instagram does. You know, they, it's, it, in fact, if you look at it, it's companies like Apple and Samsung that actually now create things to prevent what, what, what Instagram does. You know, they have these things that basically pick up if you're now on social media a lot and it alerts you that, hey, Baba, you've been on social media for long. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screen time thing. The screen, yeah. It's not like they're going to say that they, they require screen time on Facebook now. Yep. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, no, we need to stop this type of content. And we've seen that before. That's the evidence. We've seen it before. The whole misinformation law that's coming in. Mm -hmm. It's not what what you consider as as misinformation. Yeah, I think those topics are way too subjective for it to ever 
be truly seen as okay we're making a judgment and it's clear card where it's like, yeah. okay this is misinformation this is um a, a lot of it just stems around misinformation yeah. from from just what you were talking about the capital riots how that was portray- portrayed in the media and what was actually happening was different yeah. from things like in discord where discord was I think a lot of the things in Discord were, were, were starting to be, or they were t- looking into like censoring some of the things mm. and looking into Discord because a lot of these things are organized also on Discord. Mm. So, but the, it's like, I think it's a very thin line. And I guess if you look at it from that angle, it would be smarter to do it in such a way where you draw the public's eyes into this platform and the public starts seeing it, the platform as a problem. Mm. And now basically that that's how it becomes censored. Because yeah. now they're like, okay, someone needs to do something about this. Because the, mm. the public can't really do anything. Mm. As much as we'd like to say we have power, the public doesn't have power. I remember a good example of this is when um, the whole WhatsApp thing happened. Where they're like, oh no, WhatsApp is stealing our data. You know what? We're not sure of them. We're all going to Telegram. No, but you see, what's interesting about that, they actually had to roll back. Yeah, they, they had to stop. They, no, but they did, did not stop. It was just that type of thing where even if they had not stopped, a lot of the people just continued because it was just not convenient to them. And it was not making a big difference. The big difference what was being made was now that because of the brand image now started to look bad. But for them to actually change things, like, okay, now Facebook doesn't really have your data. That's not the truth. I think we can see the, from this. You know, one thing that thing allowed for, and the, again, it goes back to what I was saying about where you now you have your 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 phone companies now stepping in. Mm-hmm. You know, where it gave them the advantage now, and this is now where the importance of your of, of people coming because people hated what happened with Facebook. People did not like it, mm-hmm. right? And now, what does now Apple do? Yeah, next keynote is all about privacy. Because yep. remember, with the with the thing that happened with WhatsApp, did not just shine a light on WhatsApp, but on Facebook as a whole. Yeah, the whole organization. And then how they deal, how they mis- mistreat um, your your data. Yeah, personal information. You know, and it wasn't a thing of, okay, they have my information anymore. It was a thing of, I'm tired. I don't want to be your product. Yeah. You don't have my permission to be your product. So what does Apple do? The Apple now comes in with the feature that yeah, no, you can Apple, you can sign through Apple, and we'll give other information out. Now, what do people want to do? They go now to an Apple phone. And now, if they're going to Apple, uh, WhatsApp is now having a problem with Apple. Apple's like, no, screw you. Change your policies. You're not coming on our on our platform. Now, do you see the dilemma here? Now, a lot of people are... Now, when it comes down to it, right? Let's say uh, they, don't, they don't come to a middle ground. WhatsApp doesn't end up on Apple. I've just spent 11K on my phone. I'm not getting WhatsApp. Screw WhatsApp. It's free. Yeah. I'm going to keep my 11,000 Rand phone. And I'm just going to get something else. But now, since we have our tinfoil hats on anyway, yeah, wouldn't there not just come a time when those very people that you think are protecting you start using that for their own profit motive? You see, Because in this case, like that would be, in this example, would be the phone manufacturers saying, okay, we're coming up with these features. But I honestly think they did not do it in the best interest of the public. It's because there was this media that was out and mm-hmm. would make them look better for them to do this. And it's just the selling you point. You see, now, the, 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 the advantage now with going with a, a phone company than an app is that the app needs to make money. People don't understand. Facebook needs to make money. Hence why you are the product. Yeah. Apple, you're the client. They don't, need to, they, don't make, they don't need to make money anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You're freaking buying a, a, a phone and a tablet for almost 30K. But that's not going to last forever. Because also now, Apple is moving to more, more towards a service business. 
with Apple TV and all this. Yeah, no, th- that's also going to another market. Yeah, but you I'm see, saying the thing what is, happens when those services were not, it's not like those services weren't there before. They were always del- del- delving inside, you know, you being able to rent movies, you being able to buy movies on no, their, no, their platform. But what happens is a question I'm going to ask you. What happens when the right now about 70% of Apple's pro- um, profits is still from their products, you know, mainly iPhone? Mm. I think I spoke about this last time in the show. Mainly iPhone and then everything else. I think AirPods now contribute yeah. largely to that. What happens when that's not the case? See, the when only the way... the product stops being the main focus and mm-hmm. they can't sell, they can't make money from that and they have to start using other means. See, the only way that... Now I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know we're not hypothetical, yeah? but I'll be a bit realistic in this hypothetical. The only way that's going to happen is if phones start becoming sold as a service. Mm-hmm. You know how contracts work? Something similar to that. Or they become obsolete. Or that. But again, I don't, I don't see a world where that's possible right now. Yeah, but I'm talking about this and, hypothetical. Since we have yeah, our tinfoil hat on, tin for that's why I'm, I'm bringing yeah. this up. But when they get to that case, I think Apple would be prepared for it. Hence why they're branching out into things like cars. Mm-hmm. You know, other products that will still be like earphones. You know, other products that will still bring in a good income for them. Whereby Facebook, Facebook's three biggest, three biggest um, money grabs is WhatsApp, it's Instagram and it's Facebook. Yes, Oculus makes money, but they don't make enough to compete with those three. Yeah. And that's the problem. All three of their biggest sorts of income are, are free applications. But, but, another spanner in the works mm. is looking at things like, I was looking at, um, the unemployment not the, it's not the unemployment rate in America yeah. which we, we base a lot of case studies in America because I guess it's the beacon yeah, it's, of the it's, 21st century you know? it's the what's, what is it called the the, the, the the guinea pig yes the guinea you pig know? of the world yeah. so basically what happened was in the last two years they've seen an increase in people just quitting their job not being fired not losing their jobs quitting. quitting so now they have a problem where um, a lot of people just there's a lot of jobs. There's jobs now that people are just not willing to fill. Yeah. So what that's creating now is this sort of a vacuum where they have to look outside of their country just to fill positions. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at this as, as if, what if this is a trend? And now we're starting to, because the article I was talking about was, I know this is such a segue, not even a segue, such a, <laughs> a detail from what we were talking about. Yeah. But they were speaking about what if this is just the beginning of a trend in how we, and what we find important because if this is the start of okay people not necessarily wanting normal jobs or wanting these high-paying jobs because they want their own time or they want to spend more time with family then okay what about this expensive technology that we keep upgrading and paying for every single year yeah you see with that again now if you have to i haven't seen the case study so i'm taking a huge guess i might be wrong right yeah but probably the demographics of the people who do this are either they are in your your thirties, number one, and number two, they probably find out they were in a very high paying position. No, it's middle income earners. That's I guess that's what made it interesting. For okay, me. now that's very interesting. Because now, like, what does that? Because because this will have a ripple effect then, in the then, next five. They should years. have a rich rich background. Because <laughs> there's no way in your like again, even if you you thought okay, you know this, you are young, you thought this was a good idea. At one point, survival instincts will kick in. You know, you're going to, you need money to survive. It's, it's, it's a sad fact, you know, because even like someone like me, I, I, 
I would work for free. I, that's how much I love doing what I do. I'd work for free if it was an option, mm. right? But we live in a world where in order to get things, you need money to get it. Yeah. You know, you want food, you need money to get food. You want junk food, you need a lot of money because junk food is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, you want you want a phone, you can't just freely get a phone, you know. And the issue here is now with that is that in the long term, unless they are hugely financially backed, either by parents or by by some sort of thing that they built and then it suddenly popped up, yeah. you know, down the line, they're going to have to end up getting back into jobs. And now the danger with this, the danger I'm seeing with something like this is now, okay, the country is going to outsource. They have to. Yeah. They need to. These positions need to be filled. Businesses are going to be like, but we need to fill these positions. Now, the problem I'm foreseeing is now in the next five years, now this person needs to get back into work. Maybe what they did didn't work. Yeah. You know, maybe they're like, I'm going to become a rapper. And now they became a rapper. And now they realize, you know what? The, the music industry has changed because of things like iTunes and Spotify and Deezer and Title and so forth. You know, it's not easy to make money anymore. Now, they want to go back into their corporate world. And now that position is filled. Yeah. And now what do you expect the company to do to say, Jose, you're fired. Tom, you're back in. You know, it's, it does, the world won't work like that. Yeah. So I think the bigger problem we're going to see with, some, with that trend, and if it picks up as a trend, is in the future, you're going to have a lot of people from that country being unemployed, needing employment, and there's just no space for them anymore. Yeah, you see, I understand that. Yeah. But I'm talking about what about... It's going to be interesting to see the impacts on tech. Because I feel like, especially with the whole cell phone thing, so I think even with you, 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 you. We've come to a place where we feel like we don't need the flagships anymore. I honestly don't. Yeah. I saw the iPhone 13 like a couple of days ago, and I was like, I could probably afford it, but do but I? Nah. What do I need it for? See, At nah. this point, this 13 megapixel camera that I have yeah. in my phone is the iPhone is probably 30 percent better. Do yeah. I need 30 percent better in my life though? You see, now the interesting thing on that as well. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready for you this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but it's an interesting conversation as yeah. well. The interesting thing on that um, is that a lot of these smarter companies are actually preparing for that. Like if you look at Elon's goal, it's to get a luxury car as cheap as possible. Yeah. Because you see, the problem is, and it's also seen in the Android markets, is that people are willing to, you know, compromise when it comes to their money. They're willing to say, okay, if this phone performs as well as this phone over here and this phone is cheaper, I, maybe I don't need that extra camera. Yeah. Maybe I don't need that 20 times zoom. Yeah. yeah, I understand that this is a 4 gig, this is a 3 gig RAM. I'll take the 3 gig RAM to spare a couple of thousands. I never take the 3 gig RAM. No, <laughs> please, please, just don't do that. That's one area you should never skimp yeah, on. Never skimp yeah, on yeah, RAM. Yeah, oh, you know, the shows, it, shows biggest advice. <laughs> yeah, the biggest advice. Never you know? skimp Compromise on, on your camera. Compromise on everything else in your life. Compromise on your screen. Compromise on your life. <laughs> don't compromise <laughs> on your RAM. Yeah, but, but never compromise and on And if RAM. you look, even Apple... They're trying to also see, they're trying to ensure that there's no, they're not a huge jump in their prices of their phones, mm-hmm. key phones, and their, their, their normal iPads. Now, when you're going into your fancier ones now, your iPhone 13 this and your iPhone yeah, 13 your that, that's when now it jumps. And now people who get that, you now find it's mostly people who use it for not only just as a phone. But they use it for something like like photography or videography or editing, you know. Because you now have these vloggers who don't need they, they they don't need a PC. They can't afford these top PCs, so they'll just get an iPhone 13 Pro. 
yeah. and they can now use it as their camera their video editing tool as well as their posting tool and their instagram it's their office basically yeah and that's now their target market like cinematic mode why would they add cinematic mode into a phone hot take that's a gimmick that's my hot take there is no reason that's actually a good question and there actually is no reason to add that but speaking of things that are becoming obsolete before I go on <laughs> another tangent as if I'm not like an Apple fan but I still love Apple but that was unnecessary that's a freaking gimmick we're not going to see that in the next three years I think, I think again it's a test as we I break away from your segue I'm sorry I think it's a test and Apple do, does this you know where they'll put a little feature in one phone just to see you know will the market need this and again remember iPhones are now being used in movies yeah. and this is now to help that and they see okay how many now people in this type of industry switched over to an iPhone for this feature if they find out it's not the percentage that they need iPhone 14 won't have it but I think that's what's going to happen yeah but speaking about things that are obsolete is IBM obsolete I think yes because when what you happened when you IBM? mentioned IBM at the beginning of the show I was like what does IBM do again yeah so uh, I think I think it's crazy IBM was founded in 1911 in the year of the Some Lord, 1911. Some people are 11. <laughs> so it started it's off insane. as a computing and tabulating recording company. In fact, even prior to that, they branched out into weird things like clocks. So obviously, uh, what a lot of their products was also used for, it helped businesses, you know, do the, you know those punch-in time things where it would record times yeah, of time employees. Code. So it, from there, they became the first company to inv- they be- well they invented i don't know i can't say the first company to they invented um the first public address system for schools so a public address system is basically an intercom yeah yeah publicly address the entire i have school. no idea what that oh you know why what? a pa system yes that's why it's called a pa system. oh makes sense because <laughs> it's like public address sounds so, See, so lame. i grew up calling them intercoms yeah me too and I guess IBM changed the world with intercoms, you know, so that everyone could be called to the office equally and <laughs> by everyone. <laughs> uh, can DJ Stones please report to the office? Like, everyone just looks like your she mother like, is here to be, she has a belt. <laughs> I don't know what her problem is. And everyone just looks like, <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone's just scared now. Everyone there's just like, where's your father? <laughs> No, in fact, you know, I, I feel like this is unnecessary, like, tangent. But you know something that was always cool in school? When your parents came to fetch you. You just felt like a boss, you know? Never for me. Like, especially when it was halfway through school, because you know you're going home before everyone else. I think for these peasants. Out of, let's say, out of ten times that my parents picked me up, seven times I was in trouble. So <laughs> I just get a beating on the, on the way to the house. So it was never fun for me. Oh, it was, I think there was one time it was so bad, uh, I got a beating and I had to take a taxi home. Wow. So they left in the car. Wow, well, what did you... Okay, oh. I don't even know. I don't know what you did. <laughs> in 1933, IBM began to produce electrical typewriters. Yeah. Which was well, quite crazy, you know. And something else I, I, I learned as well, it's probably somewhere in this article that I'm going to just skip over. You know, IBM took a big role in World War II. Guess for which side? The, the Nazis? For the Nazis. Hell yeah. I yeah, mean, oh German no. branch actually helped create one of the uh, m- the machines they used to write trans what's that thing called trans transcripts uh no no that thing uh, made, transitions like, like uh, that thing that transformation it hides the actual text I don't as he laughs at me <laughs> so basically they helped write this machine that they were able to write encoded messages to yeah. each other 
it was actually the German branch of IBM. A lot of companies, actually, if you look at the history of it, um, I think even Volkswagen, they they were making the Beetle and they stopped and helped build like um, tanks. Uh, yeah, tanks. Yeah. We are Fanta because of the Nazis. Th- thank you. It was their Coke. I'm not allowed to say thank you, Nazis. No, no, no. no, 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 no we don't thank Nazis. Never no, thank no, you, no, Nazis. Thank you, Germany. Yeah, because what happened was the Coke company that side just started making Fanta. Because they were now a lot of the, okay, just just before people start hating on these companies, the reason why was a lot of them got detached from their parent company yeah. in um, America or wherever else yeah, in the they world. They had to survive. In, they had in to Germany survive, you know. Time. And yeah, you find a lot of Nazi leaders took over. But it's crazy because you know when as you look through the as you look through the the history of of IBM, you know, in 1952 under the leadership of Thomas Watson. The key reason why I'm I'm highlighting the word Watson for people who Sherlock Holmes. No, no, no. Their their AI system. What is it called? Uh, Watson. uh, It's because of one of their old leaders. IBM began to grow as a computer business and sold mainframe computers um, based on its vacuum tube design. And they brought up the whopping five megabyte hard drive into the game. Which had to be carried <laughs> by airplanes. You actually had to load a five megabyte hard drive into an airplane. So, so ahead of the game. You are so ahead of the game. And what made it crazy was it had ARM-based technology, not not as in chip ARM-based technology, yeah. as in it had a robotic arm that would take the disc and then you place can't it. You call in. that ARM-based technology? That's ARM-based <laughs> technology. You guys feel me? You, you feel me when I say no, that? No, that's not ARM. It had an arm. It had an arm. It had a carry. It had a carry. Yes. Oh. And they invented the programming language called Fortran, which was used to code, uh, which is now the basis of a lot of modern uh, programming languages. Sure, this company sounds insane. I wonder where they insane. are right now. I wonder where they are right now, you know. Their mainframes were actually used, and what made their mainframes nice, right? So a problem they had at the time was storage. And obviously, even with that big uh, thing, it was, you know, changing stuff. Yeah. So what they created was like these um, cylinder-based tubes that you could easily replace, and you could keep all data with it. So you, even with your um, hard drive, you'd obviously have to remove data to in new data yeah. but with these cylinders you could easily change it and if you look at olden days you'd see there's like this tape stuff that would be on it that would record and you could remove and then add new ones yeah i remember that and they they actually added those you know and they were big every huge company had ibm at one point they covered about 80 percent of the computer industry in the world yeah but now where did the fall of ibm start let's start there i know you really want to speak about where they are now I want to speak. I think the fall of IBM happened when they beat the chess champion. <laughs> now, How could they the beat fall, Gary? The fall was actually before that. Yeah. So obviously, Apple came. Like most things, Apple just know how to ruin the fun, you know? Your company, you think your company is going to be the biggest company in the world? And then Apple makes something better. Then Apple, Apple does what you're doing, but better. Yes. So obviously, Apple brought in... But actually, it's not Apple's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the beast that still roams the earth right now. That caused their downfall of IBM. Oh, so oh, going back into conspiracies. Yes, <laughs> the beast that rose. <laughs> I, I think that's a cool title for him. You know, it's like you know Jeffrey Bezos is just Princeton, and this guy. I'll get to it, and you understand why I say that. So that should be the title of this show. <laughs> Where's the beast that rose? <laughs> We're gonna have a whole show on this beast. So Apple comes into the picture and obviously builds the first like portable computer. Yeah, you know. 
changes the market. By the Apple II, basically the industry is starting to change. And now IBM is not far behind in, in technology, basically. They're not really yet into personal computers. Yep. They're into... Um, they were just providing it for large businesses, basically. Yes. And, and they were bringing, their mainframes were more server-like, what would now more, be more modern server-like than yeah. normal... Personal computers, basically. Yeah. But now what happened was they decided they're going to join the game. And, in fact, this is actually also what caused their downfall. So they decided they're going to go into personal computing. So they now needed to find a company that's going to deal with their software because they're not a software company they're not going to write their own software so now there are two people they're going to they're going to go for right i forgot the name of the other guy and the second person was bill gates mm -hmm. and guess who he is is, the, is he the beast that roams he's the, the beast <laughs> that still roams the earth <laughs> nobody likes bill gates i like bill you know bill gates got egg do not once but twice on the way to a court case Dude, a lot of things have happened to Bill. I still, he's a chill dude. I feel like I could sit with Bill and look at you know, nature. As soon as, as soon as somebody says, I wear pink to look less intimidating, that's a problem. Why do you look intimidating in the... Why are you... Because he, facially, he doesn't look intimidating. But why do people... It's like Jeff Bezos. Why do they look like the perfect villain for a Bond movie? That's a question for another day. I feel like Bond, Bond villains were made after these CEOs. Yeah, that's my conspiracy. <laughs> But basically, so now what happened was they went into business with, with Bill Gates, right? Yeah. Bill Gates of Microsoft, if anyone Of Microsoft, yes. And the mistake they did was they did not basically get rights over the, the software. So they didn't make it that Bill Gates could only supply IBM. And at, that, at the time, you know, people might not see it, but at the time, they actually could have done that. Yeah, Bill Gates would probably would have done that because no, no. it's Microsoft either you was still a smaller company. At yeah, because it was either you were with Apple or you were with IBM at that point. Yeah, you know. So they tried to go into it, and in the beginning they were successful. They were actually beating Apple. They were a big personal computing company because they were cheaper than Apple, and their software could do a lot more. I think even if you watch the Apple movies, there's a point where you see Steve Jobs calling Bill Gates and he's just shouting on the phone. He's like, he's gonna sue him because of basically. The Windows uh, UI was based off of an Apple UI thing that they were trying to bring that failed. Yeah. And long story short, so now they didn't go for this. They didn't. They didn't contract it. So now other companies started looking at the personal computer and they realized, wait, these guys didn't. It's not locked to IBM. Oh, okay. So they started building cheaper versions of the personal computing system, mm -hmm. and they went to Windows and like, hey, can we use your software? We'll pay. And they're like, okay, cool. And actually got to a point where you could actually buy Windows separate from a computer. And at that time, now IBM tried to, now they finally like, you know what, we're going to build our own operating system. They yeah. did that, but they were too late. And their sales just plummeted to the point that they sold off their personal computing company to an Asian market. Guess who was the, the buyer? Lenovo. Oh, I was about to say, is it the piece that drums? <laughs> no. I feel like that's still in your head. <laughs> I can't I can't get that out of my head. The beast that I feel like anytime I show you a picture of Bill Gates and you start laughing. Anyone, anyone, is, is this the Bill? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen what Bill Gates looks like now? <laughs> the beast that roams the earth. So yes, our personal friends, Lenovo. Lenovo actually bought that, 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 that company. And from there, I guess IBM tanked for a huge uh, time. Yeah. And from this, basically what they started doing, oh, just before I get to that, as well as a lot of 
proper servers started coming out server based you know proper what we have as servers today started mm. coming and companies moved on to that because it was like the personal computer but just mainly for your data and stuff yeah so um f- what's that thing called mainframe started going away you know which is kind of weird when you watch you know certain movies and they're like the main yeah, frame. I'm in the mainframe you're like no you you're in a server no 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 it's the mainframe it's the mainframe okay. main, no the, it's because they, they, they they're tapping into ibm's old stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's why it takes them forever to go to if they were tapping into the server they would have been in already yeah, i'm in <laughs> you log in with google so from the ibm actually then branched out to a researching company yeah basically yeah and now that's when we get into modern ibm like the floor is yours um Make modern I- ibm I have no idea what modern IBM actually <laughs> does. I was trying to like find something cool about it, but they've actually just kind of tanked. Because yeah. I think ever since they sold their personal computing division, they kind of uh, moved towards like a business services model. Yeah. And that's basically what makes up a, a majority of their profits. Yeah. But for me, I think in the case of IBM, it reminds me of kind of something like Kodak, what happened to Kodak. Yeah. Where because of how... It's not that they weren't willing to be early adopters, but it, it's kind of in this in a similar vein where like okay, where Kodak was, it, it was basically at that crux point between the um, digital photography and like more based on I forgot what it's called, but basically negatives and all of that, and from that technology moving on to digital photo- photography and stuff, they had the opportunity to be the first in that. Mm-hmm. And people in, in, in Kodak knew about that, but because it was making so much money at the time, they could not foresee a future where what they had right now would be obsolete. Yeah. And I think to an extent, that's kind of what happened with um, IBM. IBM. They could not see a, a time where they were not the biggest personal computing company because yeah. they had this backing, not backing, but partnership with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And they were doing so well, beating people like Apple, who... Were basically the new kids on the block were doing yeah. crazy things, but they were still losing to them. So ne- they never so- foresaw a future where they could not be the, the biggest. titans. They yeah, are. the titans that they are, and I oh, think that's are. why that that it, it didn't click in their heads that they should make that deal with Microsoft yeah. at the time to like okay, keep the software in house. We want to buy this from you, or you can't sell it to other companies. Yeah. So I think it's that it's just a good case study to look at and how easy it is for like a big company to kind of get ahead of itself and shoot itself in the foot. The foot, yeah. Because I think that's basically what happens. The same story that happened with Kodak and it's probably a similar story we're going to talk about about a lot of the companies that we have right now. Mm. If they don't look at the technologies and look at and try and always plan for the future or the ahead, they are going to be caught out by some upstart Mm. who was onto the latest thing that they they ignored. Mm. So I think that's for me. That's the most interesting part. It's also sad because thinking of some uh, a company that invented the PA system yeah. is now just an afterthought. Dude, it's crazy. You know, right now they do, they dabble a lot inside, obviously research, and now they're also into the cloud, like you know, providing cloud-based services. Mm-hmm. And they've split. They split their company. So all the old IBM servers, mainframes, or whatever compute stuff people still have that IBM and it needs maintenance. They can go to, if they were still on a buy, they can go to a separate company that's like a subsidiary of, of IBM. And now they just purely focus on research as well. And then there's some cool stuff they found out on research. I just don't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah, the there's AI cool stuff, stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, also. the AI stuff is very cool. And also their cloud-based services is quite cool. 
but like you said it's a beautiful casing point to what happens if you don't innovate yeah. and if you don't see the trend coming and you go on to it i think that's why if you look now and i'm not close with this point if you look now a lot of companies keep allowing uh bitcoin to you so you can buy stuff in bitcoin and then they kind of retract a bit and then they still open it up because you know you don't want to be that guy who didn't go into like you know allowing yeah, cryptocurrency crypto and then you fell you fell through with it you know yeah but that's been an interesting show i enjoyed it a lot when you say me too oh this is the part no i was thinking of a really cool something cool to speak about but yeah i think this was interesting uh i, I freaking want to hear from the listeners what they thought yeah of us being about the downfall of companies i, I find that interesting yeah, at least like the, once a month the downfall of the downfall of apple yeah to, to coming soon the downfall of microsoft well, Bill Gates <laughs> the is beast that roams <laughs> but that is it from us we're signing out
like what you're listening to? Always and Joe and Twitter at ActiveFM. Instagram at ActiveFM777. And Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. 